Good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Ksubas daf mem. We left off on daf lamid tesson base at the two dots, two lines from the bottom of the page. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children and Le'ili Nishmas, his mother, Golda Basimcha, Shalom, Nisham Shav, and Leah. We thank Dr. Landerer for continuing to sponsor the daf yomi shir each and every day. Um, what we're going to discuss today is the following. First of all, the uh, mitzvah to, that uh, Velosia Isha that one has to marry Anusaso. Um, uh, we're going to talk about uh, why does that apply to a mafuta as well, or only to an anusa? And when we don't apply, uh, and 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 when we don't apply that mitzvah, meaning namely when uh, the woman is asuratim, and why don't we just say say that even if the woman is asuratim, he has a mitzvah to marry her, so the mitzvah say should be docha the losase. So that discussion is going to take us to the Mishnah on Amad Aleph, and then the Mishnah on Amad Aleph is going to talk about whether there is a knas payment for a nara who already had Arison once previously in her, in her life and has now been divorced and then your one is Mefateher do you have a Knas payment for a Mefuta who's a Nara Shenis Arsa Vinis Garsha then the uh, next Mishnah is going to talk about how to assess Bosha Subagam payments I meaning how much money is that is the Bosha Subagam and the Gemara is going to talk about how do I know that Bosha Subagam is a separate payment maybe it's all inclusive in the Knas and also how do I know that the father gets those payments maybe the Knas goes to the father but the Bosha Subagam goes to the girl so that's going to take those discussions will take us all the way to the Mishnah on Amr Beis. Then the Mishnah on Amr Beis is going to talk about the three different stages of a girl's maturity, the idea of Katana and Nara and Bogeres and who there's a Chi of Knas for who there isn't and who is subject to being sold by her father and who is not subject to being sold as a Shivcha by her father and are those two things uh, related to each other meaning is there such a correlation that uh, whether they're related or not is there a correlation as far as whether there is a uh, knas um, and whether uh, and, and whether she whether there's mecher, so that will be the last discussion of the daf. That will take us all the way to the end of the daf. So let's begin. Lamatessam base two lines on the bottom of the page at the two dots. So we had said in the Mishnah one of the differences between onus and mafata is that onus is shosa ba'atzitzo that the uh, guy who's ma'anis a girl, whether he likes it or not, he has to marry her. Whereas uh, by mafata, he's not obligated to marry her. So amalei ravami parzaki l'rav michti migmar gamri me'adadi. We already we already know that we link the partios of Onus to derive certain halachos, meaning we already know that uh, the Pasuk says, by a mefuta, kesef yishkol kemara besulos, but it doesn't say how many shkalim, and by Onus it says, v'nasanish ha-shochevim alavi anara chamishim kesef, but it doesn't say that it's shkalim, it just says how many. So we learn from there that it's chamishim shkalim for both. We learn the chamishim from Onus to mefata and the shkalim from mefata to Onus. So we clearly link the parshios already anyway in halacha. So why don't we link these parshios as well. Let's say that there's a mitzvah for a mefata as well, not only for an ones. So and he should be forced to marry her. So we darshin lo midaito that it all depends on his on his desire on his want to marry her. And if he doesn't want to, then we do not force him. That's the drasha that we have dafka by the pasuk of mefata that tells us that when he's not going to be forced to marry her against his will. 
Tosos and the Ritva both explain that the drasha is not from the word low, even though the Gemara makes it sound like it's from the word low. It says low, midaito. And how do I know it's not from the word low? Because by onus it says, velo si elisha. You also have the word low with a vav. So we don't say over there, low midaito. We say even low balkarcho. Then he has to marry her. So it's not from the word low. It's really from the word yimaharena, that he is the one that is uh, that is marrying her. Um, so that's how uh, the, Rishonim, the Rishonim explained this. Russia. So then the Mishnah said, So he said, what does that mean that he's forced to marry her? That if there's a Dvar Erva, or she's not Roy, love will be Yisrael, he's not allowed to marry her, because Lo uh, Elisha means only an Isha Haru'u that the mitzvah that, uh, that Anis has to marry Anusaso is only if she's someone who he's otherwise allowed to marry, but if she was someone that's Asura to him anyway, then he's not allowed to marry her. So I'm I said this over to Rav Zidminar Da, uh, that, the, uh, the, that my, my kasha on the Mishnah, that if she's uh, not, uh, if she's not Roy Lava B. Yisrael, he has to divorce her. Well, why should that be the case? Why don't we say that if you have a mitzvah saseh, we learned in uh, the beginning of Masech Yavamus, that there is a klal, that when there's a mitzvah saseh, it's docha, that, that conflicts with the lo saseh. So the saseh is docha the lo saseh. So let the mitzvah saseh of a lo isha be docha the lo saseh of the, uh, the psul kal. And he should be allowed to marry her. Tosos raises the kasha in Dibra Maskel Nesi that in the Mishnah it says that there's a special drasha that's mimait chayav lavin from this mitzvah. Meaning, Tesi Asevid Nidchalosa says you have, uh, uh, you know, Klein Betzitzis, Mila Betzaras, where the mitzvah's there. It's just a question of that the only way to get to fulfill the mitzvah is by violating the Losa say. But over here we have a drasha from a pasuk that tells me that there is no mitzvah of marrying a girl who's a psukal. There is no mitzvah of marrying a girl who you're otherwise not allowed to marry. So Tosos works on that kasha. He has a couple of answers. And one of his answers, the second answer, he says that the Mishnah darshans it from Velosia. The kasha of the Gemara is, why don't we darshan that pasuk only to be memait chayave krisos? Then in Achinami, you have a drasha that tells you that there are certain women that this mitzvah is not going to apply to. But maybe it's not for every woman that's also. Maybe it's only for the most severe isurim. And the less severe isurim, like Chiyuve Lavin, there still will be a mitzvah to marry. And then you'll have an issue of assay versus a losase, and let the assay come and be docha the losase. So Amelis Rav Zvid responded to me, says Rav Kahana, when I told him my kasha about why don't we say assay docha losase, he said, You need to know the klalim of assay docha losase. We don't apply that rule indiscriminately. There are limitations. You know where we say that an assay is docha losase? That's if a person needs a bris milah, and on the makom arla there's tzaras. So the Torah has an iser that he shamer benegat tzaras l'shmor ma'od, that you're not allowed to cut off a negat tzaras. So the Gemara, uh, that, that's uh, the Gemara in uh, the third parak of Makos, darshans from that pasuk that there's an iser to cut off a negat tzaras. And on the other hand, there's a mitzvah to do a bris milah. So in, that, in such a situation, we'll say the mitzvah's milah is an assay that's going to be docha the los assay. To lo efsha the assay. Because... Uh, it would be impossible to fulfill the assay without violating the law. And there's no way out of uh, fulfilling the assay. So in such a case, we can say assay is dochalos assay, as opposed to aval hacha, but over here, by a man who's ma'anis, a woman, and he has a mitzvah to marry her, well, if she says, I'm not interested in marrying you, well, then it's not an assay at all. So uh, the uh, the way most Rishonim understand it is, what the Gemara is trying to say is that if she says she's not 
interested in marrying him, he has no chiv to marry to marry her, um, and and therefore that's an indication that the mitzvah to marry her of Isha is a mitzvah kala, that it's uh, not a very severe mitzvah because you see that she could just say no thank you. You know uh, most mitzvahs you can't just say no thank you. So just the fact that she can say no thank you that is a that's a that it's an indication that it's not such a strong chiyuv and because it's a weaker chiyuv it's not going to be docha the losasei asei docha losasei is only when you have a really strong mitzvah say like mila where there, there's no way out of the mitzvah of mila there's no one that could say the baby can't say uh, no thanks not today I'll have the bagel but not the uh, you know not the surgery. Right, so you can't. There's no. There's no getting out of it. Whereas when it comes to the velosi elisha, since the woman can say no, thank you. So then it's a raya that it's a mitzvah kala. That is how Rov Rishonim understand. Rashi, however, says no, no, no. That's not what it means. He says asay dochalos asay is only when it's ef shalakayim shneihem when you can't possibly fulfill the asay without violating the los asay. But whenever it's ef shalakayim shneihem, we're not going to say asay dochalos asay. So what does it mean ef shalakayim shneihem? So sometimes it means that there's a way to do. The mitzvah without violating the lav, or sometimes it means you could make the mitzvah go away. You could take away the entire chiyuv. So over here, she can make the mitzvah go away. She can say, "I'm not interested in marrying you," and then there won't be a mitzvah. So that's called efshel l'kayim shneim. You could do it in such a way where it's efshel l'kayim shneim. I, but what if she does want to marry him? Basin will tell her, "No, you don't. Say that you don't, because uh, otherwise there's going to have to be a violation of a losase." And Basin will uh, will force her to be l'shema divrei chacham. Him and say that she's not interested in uh, in marrying her. That's in marrying him. The uh, the it would turn out the Rishonim point out that if she says she wants to marry she wants to marry him, then uh, we're going to have to force her to be to be maskim. But it doesn't sound that way. From that's a perush dachuk the Rishonim say it doesn't sound that way from the Gemara. That's iker chasim and asefer that we have to go through this whole exercise where she must refuse. Not the fact that she has the right to refuse is uh, takes away the asei dochalos say no, but that she must refuse, according to Rashi. So uh, that's why the other Rishonim say it's not that she must refuse. It's just the very fact that she has the right to refuse tells me that it's a mitzvah kala, that the essay is an essay that is uh, that is kala. But bottom line is, what you do certainly see from here is that whenever it's nitan lemchila, whenever the essay is something that she can be mochel, for whatever reason, whether you say like Rashi, whether you say like the other Rishonim, we, for whatever reason, we're not going to say essay dochalos, essay on something that's nitan lemchila. So Tosi Yishanim raises the following question that the Gemara in Meseches Yavamos in the first parak says that the mitzvah saseh of Kibar Av is not Docha Shabbos. That if let's say a father asks you to be Mechal Shabbos mitzvah saseh of Kibar Av is not Docha Shabbos and the Gemara says we learn it from a Pasuk that Kibar Av is not Docha Shabbos. So Frech Tosi Yishanim why do I need a Pasuk to tell me Kibar Av is not Docha Shabbos? Kibar Av is Nitam Lemechila. If a parent says no thank you then you don't have to be Mechavidim you don't have to give them that cover that you're about to do. You're, you're uh, helping them get dressed, put on their shoes. And they say, no, thank you. I'd, I'd rather put on my own shoes. So then you're not, you're not obligated to continue to put on their shoes. So if that's a, if, if keep it off, is neat in the mechila, it shouldn't be included in the parsha of say anyway. I shouldn't need a pasuk to tell me that keep it off is, uh, is, is, is uh, that, that you don't listen to a father when he tells you to be mechal Shabbos. Isn't that, you know, the way uh, 
the Rishonim would say it over here, isn't that an indication that Kibarav is not such a strong mitzvah? Because it's Nita and the Mechila, so of course it's not going to be able to be Docha, Olo Sasei. So uh, the Tosh Yishonim says um, that as, uh, when, when the father wants it, though, it's an Asei to do his mitzvah. It's an Asei to, uh, to do it. A little bit difficult to understand, because the way the Rav Rishonim understand over here also, that if the, uh, that if, if, the uh, if, if the girl wants it, it's also a mitzvah. So what does that mean? That it's not a mitzvah. So the Rishonim say, no, no, no. What it means is that uh, the father can change his mind at any time. Meaning, uh, this is how uh, the, the, some of the Achronim actually say, he says, the father could say, no, don't put on my shoes. Then he tries to put on his shoes and he, and he hurts his back. And he says, you know what? Put on my shoes. And the mitzvah's right back. The mitzvah come right. It's not like he could be rochel once and that's it. Then you're part of forever. Right? Uh, the father is 30 years, 30 years old and he tells his son, I can put on my own shoes. Thank you very much. And now when he's 90 and he can't put on his own shoes, the son says, you told me once 60 years ago. That, uh, that. No, there's no it's, it's not like a one-time thing. It's a, whenever he wants. It'd be, the mitzvah comes back. Losi Isha could be that it is a one-time thing. That's a question whether that's true. But it could be at least that it's a one-time thing. That if, meaning the Achronim discussed talks about what if you have a woman who is um, a guy is ma'anes uh, a woman and she's achos ishto so it's uh, not rotly he can't marry her and then ishto dies then his wife dies so now it's achos ishto lacha misas ishto so do you say now there is a mitzvah l'osir isha so pashto says minchas says no it's a one time thing I've, at that moment they could get married they get married otherwise not so l'chorin the same is true with mechila that you have that one opportunity and at that moment if they can get married they get uh, they get married it's a question though in general this idea of kibbutav is nitan l'mechila is that really a rule that Kibrav is Nitan. I mean, the Akronim raise it in, in a different context as well. They raise it by Kavod Rabbo as well. The Turei Evan in Masachas Megillah discusses that the Asay of Kavod Torah is Docha other Asays, and he says, but wait, our Sugya says, Lo Siyali Isha is not Docha because it's Nitan the Mechila. So uh, the, the, the Asay of, of Kavod Torah, the Rav can also be Mochal al Kavado. So how could that be Docha things if it's uh, such a weak uh, Asay that it's. Uh, that, that, that it's nita lemechila. So uh, the Turi Evans says, no, no, because bizayon arav is not nita lemechila. So there's always some element of it that's not, uh, it's not nita lemechila. One can suggest that maybe this whole idea that kavod arav is nita lemechila, the kibarav is nita lemechila, it's not really that it's nita lemechila, it's just part of the definition of kavod. We have to see if, this, if it actually holds true when you go through the sugyas. But uh, there is a concept that Ritzono Shaladam Zehu Kvodo, that whatever a person wants, that is the definition of Kavod for that person. So if the person doesn't want you putting on their shoes, then that's not covered for that person to do such a thing because they're not interested in it. So it's not that the covered is neat on the mechila; it's that it's just not covered anymore. That's not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to be mechabed, means to do ritzonu shaladim, to do things that he would actually want, that he would actually be interested in uh, in doing. But the achronim don't uh, don't mention that. At least from what I was able to see, don't mention that possibility over here. Okay, new mishnah now. So the mishnah discusses another difference between. Ones and Mefata. We already had several differences in the last Mishnah. So the Mishnah tells us, this Mishnah doesn't really read exactly uh, the way it looks like it reads. The Gemara is going to make a major change in the Mishnah. He, here's what it sounds like it says. If you have a girl who doesn't have a father and she had Erusin and then got divorced, then Then if a man is Ma'ani, such a girl, he's Chayef to pay, but if he's Mefata, such a girl, he's not Chayef to pay. The way the Gemara is going to say what this Mishnah really Really means to say is that Yisoma, if you have a Yisoma who doesn't have a father, and also, separate case, a girl who does have a father, Shenisarsa, Viniskarsha, 
that had Eresin and then got divorced and is no longer Bersha Savia. And then someone is Bawal her, so Rebbe says, if someone is Ma'ani, so he's Chayv, he's Mefater, he's Patur. Ooh, so we already had a discussion about that, meaning a girl is not a Yosoma, just a girl who had Eresin, Shinnis Arsa, Vinis Garsha. We had in Daflam Ches, we had three Dales about a Nara Shinnis Arsa, Vinis Garsha. Some say that Eimla Knas, some say, yes, she has Knas, but Knas of the Atzma, and some say Knas of the Avia. So, uh, uh, it turns out that Rabbi Eliezer seems to be say, assuming that Knossaliatzma, and that's why we're being mechalic between Ones and Mafata, because uh, when it comes to an Ones, so he assaulted her, and therefore he has to pay the Knas. But by Mafata, she was Mochel, she was uh, interested. So if it was Knossala Aviha, so it's still, you would still have to pay, because you still did something to the father by, doing, uh, by, by having this relationship with his daughter. But if it's Knossaliatzma, you didn't do anything to the girl, she was, uh, she was interested. In the relationship, so that seems to be assuming the the chiluk between Onus and Mefata seems to be assuming knasal and that's why when she's in sarsim and skarsha it's knasal and that's why by Mefata you're not going to have to pay the knas. So that's exactly the point the Gemara makes. Amar Rabbi Barbachana, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Elazar, Bishitas Rabbi Akiva, Rabo Amara. When Rabbi Elazar makes this distinction between being um, uh, between being maanis and being Mefata, anarish and sarsim. Of that is following the shita of his Rebbe Rabbi Akiva. The Amar, because his Rebbe Rabbi Akiva said in the Mishnah and Daflam and Ches, Yesh lo knas u knas liatzma. That if a girl is in the Sars of Niskarsha, she does receive knas and she's the one that gets it, not her father, because she was already Yotze Mirushuso with the Arisen. So since the knas would be going to her anyway, and it's a Mefata situation, so we assume she's been Mokhal the knas. Says Murami Mai, how do I know that Rabbi Lazar also like Rabbi Akiva in a case of an that's not what our Mishnah is talking about. Uh, our Mishnah is talking about a case of a Yisoma. Yisoma doesn't have a father, so that's why it's not going to go to the father. But uh, in a regular case of Nisarsa who has a father, maybe the father still gets it. So Midiktani Yisoma, Yisoma Pshita. So says, well, no, no. The, the, the case of Yisoma can't be uh, uh, the, what the Mishnah is talking about. It can't be the Chiddush of the Mishnah. That if you have a girl who's a Yisoma and you're mefat to her, that you don't have to pay her the Knas. Obviously, there's no father to give the Knas to. So obviously, you know, she'd be the only person that you would pay the Knas to. And when you're mefat to her, you're not going to pay the Knas. It must be that the proper way to read the Mishnah is like we indicated before. Did Narish and Nisarsha Ki Yisoma, that where the Mishnah is trying to say that just like it's obvious that there's a difference between being Ma'anis versus being Mefate, a Yisoma, so too it should be there's a difference between being Ma'anis versus being Mefate, a Narish, and a Sarsav, and a Skarsha. That in both of those cases, the only one who would be eligible to receive the Knas is, I mean, both the case of a Yisoma and the case of a Narish, and a Sarsav, and a Skarsha, the only one who would be eligible to receive the Knas is her. And since you're Mefate, her, you don't have to pay the Knas. If you're Ma'anis, or you do, but if you're Mefate, or you don't. My Yisoma Liatzma, just like by Yisoma, it's obvious that it doesn't go to the father, it goes to her, so to even if she has a father, she would be the one that would receive the knas, and that's why Rabbi Lezer comes and tells me, so if you're mefat to her, you don't have to pay anything, because she was mochelas, she was interested in the relationship. So, Amar Abzeira, Amar Abarshila, Amar Avam Amar Avadbarava, Amar Rav, Halach Rabbi Lezer. A lot of people said that the halacha follows the sheet of Rabbi Lezer, that Nara, who's Nisarsa Vinaskarsha, who had Eresin and then got divorced, 
first. Do you have to pay your knas? Depends. If one is ma'anesir, then yes, he has to pay the knas. But if one is mefater, he's put from saying from paying the knas. We paskin like this Rabbi Lazar, who's quoting his Rebbe, Rabbi Akiva, who's following Shitas Rabbi Akiva Rabbo. The Ritva points out if he's following Shitas Rabbi Akiva Rabbo, why don't we just say halacha? Why are we saying Allah Krablazar? So if you recall, there were two versions of Rabbi Kiva. There was Rabbi Kiva of the Mishnah and there was Rabbi Kiva of the Brisa. So it's much more clear to say that Halacha is Krablazar because Rabblazar follows the version of Rabbi Akiva in the Mishnah that Knasaliatsma that Anarish and Sasav and Iskasha gets her, her own Knas, and that therefore Rabbi Lazar says, it follows that if you're Mefater, there's no payment at all, there's no Knas payment at all. But if you were to follow Rabbi Akiva of the Brisa, it's uh, that Yesh lo Knas of Knas that's a different story, then uh, you, you would pay it even by Mefata as well. So in order to be very clear that we're paskening like the version of Rabbi Akiva that appears in the Mishnah, we say that we paskening like Rabbi Lazar. So Kari Rava laid Rabbi Lazar Tuviyana de Chakimi, that he said about Ravi said about Rabbi Lazar that he's the uh, the greatest of the Chachamim. He's, uh, he's 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 the choicest of the Chacham That he uh, that he he followed the the best shita, the shita of Rabbi Kiva in the Mishnah. That Knasal liatzma, not like the shita of Rabbi Kiva in the Brice of the Knasal not like the shita of Rabbi Yosi Aglili that a Narish and a Sarsim and Skarsh doesn't get Knas at all. And uh, Rabbi Lazar explained the reason for it that just like by Yisoma we darshan v'nasan lavia nara that. That only if uh, if uh, she has an av it goes to the father, but if she has no av it goes to herself. So too, asher lo orasa. He, he we explained already two days ago means that uh, that only you only give the knas to avia when she's lo orasa. But if she ever had erasin, then the knas goes liatzma. So it fits the psukim the best. It's the best shita. And Rabbi Lazar knew how to choose of the three shitas in Tanaim. He knew how to choose the best one. So he's tovyana de hakimi. He did a great job over here. Okay, new mission. Now, so the Mishnah discusses the other payments aside from Kanas of Boshes of Begam. How do we make an assessment of how much you pay for Boshes of Begam? Se'ezu Boshes, what is the shear of Boshes? You have to see how much embarrassment there was. It often depends on who is the person that is doing the embarrassing and who is the person that is getting embarrassed. Meaning, if it's a very chash of a person that's, a, that's embarrassing you, okay, you could take some, uh, some embarrassment from a chash of a person. But if it's a low life that's embarrassing, that even the low life is comfortable embarrassing you, that's a much greater busha sometimes. And hamispayesh, if I'm a very chash of a person, then I'm going to be very embarrassed. But if I'm not such a chash of a person, no one respects me beforehand anyway, so I'm not going to be so embarrassed when I suffer a little bit of, uh, of busha. So you have to measure based on who the people are. Pagam, how do we measure a pagam? We have to assess her as if she was a shivcha being sold in the shuk. How much was she worth before the bia, and how much would she be sold for after the bia? Knas shav bekaladim. When it comes to knas, there's no uh, the, there's no change. It doesn't matter who the person is. Doesn't matter values. It's just it's an automatic payment. It's a it's a it's a consistent payment of fifty shekel. The kol sheishlo kitzvah min atorah shav bekaladim. Whenever the Torah gives a very specific number, like the shloshim shkalim that you have for killing an eved kanani, it's always shloshim shkalim. It doesn't matter if he's an eved mapik margolios, no cave margolios, or if he's an, if he does uh, some menial task. It's irrelevant 
what his skill set is, that it's always going to be shloshim shekel. Whenever the Torah gives a certain amount, then uh, then there's no assessment to be made. So now the Mishnah had said that in order to have to pay boshes or begam in addition to the kenas payment. How do we know that that's true? Maybe when the Torah says you pay chamishim, that's for that's to cover all of the payments, the boshes, the begam, the kenas, everything. Maybe the kenas is all inclusive. So Amr Rabbi Zeir says it can't be that the kenas is all inclusive because Yomru ba'al bas melachim chamishim ba'al bas hadiotos chamishim. It doesn't make any sense. How could it be that if you're ba'al bas hadiotos, you pay the same amount? It's the same boshes as being ba'al bas melachim. It's not the same boshes. A bas melachim suffers much greater boshes than a, than a bas than a bas hadiotos. So it can't be. It has to be lefiyah mevayish. So Rashi understands that, that, that what the Gemara is saying is just misvara. It has to be a, a chilik between them. Uh, the Akronim, the Megine Shlomo, and others say that Rashi emphasizes that misvara it has to be a chilik by Boshas. How does that address that we know that Pagam is not necessarily included in the Kanas payment? Meaning the Gemara asks, how do I know that Boshas and Pagam are separate payments? Maybe both Boshas and Pagam are included in the Kanas payment. So the Gemara says, Boshas can't be included in the Kanas payment. There's a huge difference between Boshas of this type of person or that type of person. Yeah, but maybe Pagam is included in the Knas payment then. So that's what the uh, Magine Shlomo writes that uh, that Hua Din, you could say the Gabe Pagam, that a Bas Malachim that's a Basula is worth a lot more than a Shifcha that's a Basula. So it's just giving uh, the example of how it's obviously different by Boshas. It's also obviously different when it comes to Pagam, the same Svara. However, the Shita, the Shita Mugvetsa says, no, no. By Pagam, there's no difference. By Pagam, it doesn't matter whether she's uh, a Bas Malachim or a Bas Shifcha, but once the Bosh payment we know is not included in the Knas, it's understood that the Begam payment is not going to be included in the Knas either. So that's how Rabbi Zayn says, that's how I know that these things are not included in the Knas. So the Gemara challenges, says the Gemara, Amalei Abaye, Yehachi Abaye says to Rabbi Zayn, if that's true, Gabi Eved Nami, then we should say by an Eved also, where it's Shloshim Shkalim for uh, for your ox killing an Eved, so Kesef, Pasuk says, Kesef Shloshim Shkalim, Yitin Ladonav, Yomru, Eved no cave margalio shloshim and eved osa maisa machat shloshim. You're going to say in eved was a very rare skill that he gets that is a job that you get paid a lot of money for and you kill such an eved. You're only going to pay shloshim and an eved who does something that anybody could do. And so you know you can find a dime a dozen to find workers that do that. You go by the train station, you just pick them up in the back of your pickup truck and you take them wherever to whatever job site they're going to go to that day. So that's also going to be shloshim. They have a skill that's so uh, so so easy uh, to find. It's also going to be shloshim shkalim. Meaning, if everything's misvara, then by the evidence of shloshim shkalim, it's also misvara. It doesn't make sense, and it should be the same. Elamai, when the Torah sets an amount, that's the amount. So well, why does Svara play a role over here? So Elam Rabbi Zeir says a similar but somehow different Svara. Ilu said, imagine two people are boel this nara. Um, two people are ma'aneser, one after the other. The first one is boel her shalokadarka. So even when one is boel shalokadarka, there is a chi of knas. Even though he's not taking away the basulim, he's boel shalokadarka, but bia shalokadarka is still called a bia. Halachically, it counts as a bia, as opposed to uh, like what we discussed by a shavuya, that memayich bein dadeha, other types of assault are not called a bia, they're just, uh, they're just assault, but uh, but uh, but a uh, 
bia shalokadarka does count as a bia halachlikli, and therefore he does have to pay kenas. And then the second guy is baal her kadarka. So yomru, people are going to say, baal shleima, the first guy went, he was baal, a girl that was totally untouched, that was uh, never had anything, uh, any pagam whatsoever. So chamishim, you're going to pay chamishim shkalim, baal paguma chamishim. The second guy, after she's already been uh, nivelas, is also going to pay chamishim. Uh, the chora, the pagam of the baal shleima is much greater than the pagam of uh, someone who's boel, uh, a girl who's, a, who's already a paguma. So it has to be that there's a chilek between them. Um, and uh, the, the, that chilek is going to be in the boshes payment, that the boshes of the paguma is less than the, bo- than the boshes of the shleima. Some Abai, Abai says, yeah, but by that same logic, go back to the Evid question. Ihachi gabe evinami, by the case of the Evid as well. Yomru, Evid bari shloshim, Evid mukashchin shloshim. Then if you, if you uh, if, if, if the, your ox kills a healthy Evid, a strong Evid, who's worth a lot of money, that you can pay shloshim, and does it make any sense that if he kills an Evid that's mukashchin, that's shvach, and that can't really do anything, that it's shloshim as well? No, obviously it doesn't make any sense, and Afal became, that's what the Torah says, that you pay shloshim shkalim. It's a set amount in the Torah, so maybe that's true of Kanas as well, that the Kanas is 50 shkalim, and it's inclusive of Boshes of Bagam also. So uh, the Gemara therefore says a new svara. Ela Amr Abaye, how do I know that you pay Boshes of Bagam separately? Amr Krah, the Pasuk says by Ones, it says uh, that that he has to pay the Chamishim Kesef Tachas Asher Ina. So we darshin Hani Tachas Asher Ina. Mechal that the 50 kesef only covers Asherina. It only covers the fact that he had slept with her. But there's still going to be other other things that happened to her. There's still boshas that she suffered. There's still pagam that she suffered. And that is not covered. It's Kilu the Pasuk is telling us Beferish, that it's not covered by the Chamishim, that it's not covered by the 50 shekel that you paid for the Knas. So the Gemara brings another trash. Rava Amar, Amar Kral Pasuk says, kesef. Now the words, Ha'ish Hashochei are extra, right? Meaning we know who we're talking about over here. We already said, I wouldn't think it's somebody else that has to come and pay it. This is the guy that was ma'aneser. So Why does it say Because it's telling us that it's only for the that payment, that check that he writes for Chamishim Shekel it only covers the Hanah but you still have a separate Cheshbon of Bosh that you're still going to be on the hook for. So that is, those are the two possibilities Drushes. So again, the Gemara had really three possibilities of how we know that uh, that Boshes of Begam is not included in the Knas payment, but we rejected the first, and then we had two Drushes from Pesukim. The first one was a Svara, that it's not Mestaver, that every woman is going to be assessed the same Boshes and the same Pagam. People are different, whether it be, we had two ways of formulating uh, that difference, uh, but people are, are, are different. But the Gemara rejected that because you could say the same Svara by Shloshim Shalavet, and then the Gemara had two uh, Pesukim, Either tachas hasher ina that that's what the fifty shekel is for, or isha shochevima that only hanah shchiva is fifty shekel. Good. So now we've solved that problem. The frak the gemara ve'ema ledida. 
now that I know that you have to pay both to become separate from Knas, and I know that the Knas goes to the father because that's what it says in the Apostle. It says, La Avi Hanara, that you give the Knas. But the Bosh Begam maybe doesn't go to the father. Maybe the Bosh Begam payment should go, for, should go to her. Uh, maybe that, that's something that should be Shaykh to the Nara herself. Um, the, uh, the, the, it would turn out, Tosas points out, that if you were to pay the Nara herself, the Bosh Begam payment, then it should turn out that a Mufuta doesn't get Bosh Begam. Because uh, she was mochel, she was interested in having uh, the bia. So Tosa discusses, yeah, but there's a Mishnah that says that uh, Mafutu does get boshes of So isn't that enough indication? So y- you have to say that w- we're trying to figure out how we how the Mishnah knew it. Meaning, we're, we're, how do we know? Yeah, in Echnami, the Mishnah knew that the boshes of payment goes to uh, go, goes to her father, but but how do we know that? So Amar Krab Beisavia Kol Shvach Lavia that any benefit that comes out of her bia a nara goes the aviha. Uh, so says the Gemara. If you're going to learn from the din of uh, that phrase, ben rabbi is by a faris nedarim. So you're going to learn from a faris nedarim by every davar shabimamon. How do I know that the maisi adayim that the daughter makes uh, goes to her father? Shnemar, because the parsha the pasuk says by ame ivria the chiyim kor ishes bito la So the Torah equates the zchus of the father and his daughter to the zchus of an adon in an ama. So ma ama maisi just like an Ivria, whatever Maisiadaim she produces goes to her master, so to a daughter, whatever Maisiadaim she produces goes to her father. So, uh, but if you're going to really learn that the father has all the rights in her and Dini Mamnas from Hafaris and Adarim, Lamali, what do you need this Drasha to equate an Ivria to a Bas? You don't need that anyway. Tapuk, you should already learn it from by Hafaris and Adarim that anything. All Dine Mamanus, all benefits go to the Father. No, what you have to say is that Benurah Beisavia is only about Hafaris Nadarim and has nothing to do with all the Dine Mamanus. Maybe you should say that uh, it's only about Hafaris Nadarim, but shouldn't we learn all Shvach Nurim from Hafaris Nadarim by Mamatsinu? No, Mamonim Esur, Lo Yalfinan. You don't learn Dine Mamanus from Isra Vahetar. Hafaris Nadarim is Isra Vahetar, that he has the right to be made for her Nadarim. That doesn't necessarily mean that he has the rights to all, to all of the money that she's going to earn. Okay, but still maybe I could learn that the father's entitled to all the monetary payments the Boshes of God because he's entitled to the Kanas and that's money and money. So maybe I should learn from there that he's entitled to the Boshes of God payments as well. says, no, you can't learn Mammon from Kanas. Why can't I learn Mammon from Kanas? Kanas is, 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 is also money. It's also cash, right? So why can't I learn Mammon from Kanas? So Rashi writes, that since Knas is a Chiddush, that a Chiddush is always something that's a Yotzeh Minaklal, and therefore it's removed from the system of Memetzinu, that you can't uh, learn from one uh, to the other. So, Elamistavra says, again, we're stuck. How do I know that the father gets the Boshus of Gan payment? First, we said we get it from Binura Beisavia. We said, no way, Binura Beisavia is only about a forest of Dharm. You can't learn Mammon from a uh, forest of Dharm. And then we said, maybe we should learn from Knas. No way. 
away. You can't learn from Knas, Knas is a Chiddush. El Mistavra Daviyahav, the Bay Masal El Menuvel, Umukashchin. It's most Mistavra that it should be in the father's, uh, that, that the father should be the one to receive those payments because the father could give her an, uh, for Kiddushin against her will to a Menuvel or Mukashchin. So you see, the father could uh, be, give her over for Kiddushin to whoever he wants, even if it's going to cause a great embarrassment, even if it's going to be pogame her value. So he gives her to a low life, it's going to be pogame her value, it's going to cause her embarrassment. So you see, the, the Boshis and the Begam is, is in the control of the father. So since the father owns, so to speak, the Boshis of Begam, so Mela, when you cause her Boshis of Begam, which the father was protecting all this time, and he didn't uh, give her to a Mavuza or a Mukashri, so you see, the father was protecting this Boshis of Begam, so then you can have to pay him. So, so good, so that's how we know that it goes to the father. Begam, Rona Sakilu, we Shivchadim Keres. So Begam, we have to, we assess it by looking at her as a Shivcha who's being sold in the Shuk. How much she would have been worth, how much she is worth. How do we uh, do that assessment? That when you're looking at the specs on the shivcha that you're interested in buying, so if, uh, you know, how much of a price difference would there be between a basula and a baula when you're buying a shivcha? So it says, shivcha When you're buying a shivcha, she's going to serve your dinner. She's going to clean the house. What difference does it make whether she's a basula or a baula? That shouldn't even be, that shouldn't make it onto the specs of the, you know, what you're interested in buying with a shivcha. No, the case is the reason you want a shivcha is not because you need a new housekeeper. You want a shivcha because you want to you want to find a wife for your evet, who's a very trusty evet, trustworthy evet. So how much of a difference will you pay for the for the evet? So says the abdo. Why do you want a shivcha for your evet to produce more avadim? So what difference does it make whether she's a basula or a baula? Either way, they'll produce more avadim. It shouldn't matter to you at all. No, no. You love this Evid. You really want to take care of him and you want to make him happy. So uh, how much would you be willing to pay a uh, price difference to, to, to get the uh, top-notch uh, shivcha for your Evid? That's how we do the, uh, the assessment. Okay, Numisha. Any girl who is uh, young enough that the father can still sell her, um, uh, then uh, she's too young to receive a knas payment. Meaning, if she's a katana, she's too young to receive a knas payment. Whenever the, there is a knas payment, meaning she's already a nara, means she's too old for the father to be able to sell her. So that means, that translates into, when she's a katana, she could be sold by her father, but there's no knas payment for being ma'aneser. And nara, there's, there's knas, but there is no mecher. And once she's a Bagaris, neither of those things apply. This is all a reflection of Shitas Rameir. The Chum say that even a Katana, if a one is Mani is a Katana, you do pay a Knas. We have a Bryce, a Katana from birth until she becomes a Nara. Could be sold, but there's no Knas. And once she she's a Nara until she becomes a Bulgaris, so she's subject to Knas, but not Mecher. Divra Meir. Shair Meir Amal, Kol Mokom Sheish Mecher, and Knas, Kol Mokom Sheish Knas, and Mecher. That's our Mishnah. But the Chachamim Omrim, Ketanim V'ashol Shom Yomecher, V'ashit Dibagri, Yesh Knas, that already at the age of three, she can get a Knas, uh, a Knas payment. So you see that it doesn't have to wait till she's a Nara. So it says, Knas in Mecher Lo? Wait, at the age of three, she can get a Knas payment. Does that mean that you can't, the father can't sell her anymore? No, no, no. Ema Af Knas it means that, that the father can also sell her, that the, 
the two don't, uh, you know, the two can coexist. You can have knas and mecher at the same time in her life. Amrav, this is my time with Rameir. Why does Rameir think that a katana does not get a knas? Amrakra, because the Pasuk says, Velo si'ali isha, so we darshan from the word tihiyah, b'mahava atzma kosmodabra, that has to be a girl who's of age that she can take, accept kiddushin for herself. V'rabbanan, and the Rabbanan would respond, Amrei shlakish, Amrakra, Pasuk says, na'ara chaser, without a hey, afilu katana b'mashma, that it's consistent. Whenever the Torah says na'ara, without a hey, that means that it's even a katana. So Shamrav, Papa, Brei, Derav Chanan, mi beik, he said over this teaching that Nara without a hay always means a katana as well. You taught Reish Lakish's teaching with, in relation to that b'risa, and not Hamas, I taught it in relation to the following, that Let's say a man marries a katana and then he's Motsi Shemra, that she was Mizana Tachtov, so Potter. He's Potter from paying the knas of Meyashkalim for being Motsi Shemra. Why? Shenemar, Vinosulavi, Hanara, and it spells a with so you see that only if it's uh, if it's uh, a real nara, not a katana. So Wait, without that, I would have thought that Motsi Shemer applies to a katana. So you give a skila. You can't do that to a katana. Ella can nara hakalmakum shnemer nara without a hey afilu katana b'mashma. No, it's dafka. It's obvious over here that by by Moshe Shemer that it's got to be a girl who is already a nara and it spells it with a hey and that's therefore the limud that whenever it spells it with a hey it can't mean a katana. Whenever it spells it without a hey it does mean a katana. Okay, but tomorrow we'll pick up with the mission on the top of mem alif